and welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your tale teller, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our marvelous muses. <laughs> Sorry, Ashley's doing like a goblin worship <laughs> right over there. <laughs> oh my god. If I was supposed to introduce myself, I blacked out there. <laughs> yeah, who are you guys? Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Dito Khmer. Maybe the real wish spell is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> so early in the competition to be feeling that already. That's like something someone says when they're ready to be eliminated. You know what I mean? No. First one to go on Survivor. And it is I, Ashley Goodwin, a.k.a. Cora Lacrima. Pretty sure there's something weird going on here, guys. <laughs> said i'm gonna out you on this you had said this is a you you feel like it was a mid intro i mean it was accurate and i think that mine was pretty mid because i was just tale teller let's go yeah. mid as we can for the rest of the campaign this the campaign the intros that. are there's mid. there's no striving there's just mid <laughs> just there's being just alive diving. maybe let's flicker the house lights it's time to begin once more last time on muse makers Cora's guilt over Cuthbert's elimination began to consume her, leading her to call it a night rather than play the social game. I think I might uh, just go to my room. While Diego began to cast doubt on the way the game was going, I find it strange that Cuthbert was eliminated when you, Paolo, and you, Iconia, failed as well. Dito got a taste of popularity when Paolo proposed an alliance. Us, the big three heading towards the finals. What do you think? Then he began his own search for an icon after seeing Cora had found hers. When he was caught by Arachne, he chose to let her in on the find with hope she'd be able to help, but unfortunately neither was able to figure out the riddle and so they went to bed. All right, let's cover our tracks. <laughs> the next day, Dito did some shopping while Cora did some sleuthing, learning that Bo was not all as he seemed. I don't have the form of a dancer, so I, I, I try not to, I don't, I haven't what do you really, mean you don't have the form of a dancer? I mean, look at me, I'm, I'm huge. On their way to the challenge, the group saw Diego finishing a strange painting, the subject matter shocking Dito to his core. Painted in full realism, faces screaming in horror, three women. Euterpe, Muse of Music, led the challenge that day, testing our hero's medal by having them draw the attention of a horrific Hydra to get the win. <laughs> Though many had failed to create a melody, it was Diego who fell flat. I said that this was a farce, and I mean it. And that is where we are now. The narrator finishes his outro as the crowd erupts in a cheer, your names on the lips of countless audience members. All that begins to fade, however, as the darkness obscures your vision once more and you find yourselves pulled away from the main stage and back into the luxurious green room. Uh, immediately, the staff of Fey beings begin to patch wounds, clean up, and provide you with any post-performance needs. Paolo, again, easily removes all his stage makeup and looks at the two of you and Iconia. <laughs> you bested me once more. Iconia, I'm surprised. I thought we were a pretty good duo. Iconia tosses her pony. Yeah, well, you know me. Normally I'm a solo act, but I feel like I make a good feature. And then winks at Dito. Hey, when it comes to the challenges... All bets are off, right? Paulo smirks uh, and looks to you, Cora. Strong showing out there, Cora. I'm impressed. Really? I mean, you wielded your your talents in a way that I had not seen yet. I I suppose I was underestimating you. 
I am a prodigy on the pan flute. Thank you. I can tell. Well, we should jam sometime if you're interested. Please pull me away from my talking head now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I for one am parched and in desperate need of a cocktail. Can I get you all anything? I'm going to head to Cafe Bacchanal. This is like the only thing this guy does is get cocktails. (laughs) (laughs) All I do is drink and perform. That's all I need to do. Wow. Who are you? Dionysus or something? (laughs) I wish. That guy knows how to party. Now, drink orders. Speaking of partying and nice job, Bo, pretty good out there. You see Bo is um, actually shedding his armor and um, you see, you know, Daphne, the makeup artist, comes over and is um, clearing off his makeup. Oh, (laughs) you think so? I mean, I wasn't even able to unlock a pylon. I feel a bit foolish. Yeah, but you had style out there. Well, thank you. You really did have some flair and and don't listen to what Diego says. Um, You deserve to be here. Well, Diego was a spirited individual, but at least right now we've outlasted him, and I suppose that says something, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, drink orders, everyone. Come on, I'm gonna head off. You see, Akon, you guys, I'll just come with. I'll see you guys there. Green juice? <laughs> Green juice. I'm gonna stay and take my makeup off, and I look at Cora. <laughs> Me too. I only have mascara on. <laughs> Your skin is that good always? Oh my god. So glowing. So Thank you. So glowing. You. No bronzer? Thank Anyways, you. Um, you uh, watch as Iconia and Paolo head off, trailed by Bo, who looks back at you, Cora, and gives you a smile and a nod, his bullhorns, um, bowing low to you as he I trails. do a one-handed, tummy-touching bow. <laughs> he smiles and heads off. As you see, Cameron, um, as well, puts on his his colored glasses and goes, Great job. I'm very impressed by you two. Where do you go all day? Well, an artist needs to maintain their, uh, their domain. And I, myself, as a photographer, am constantly documenting this world. So I'm out and about. You don't like green juice? Ugh, no. That's disgusting. I hate celery, so <laughs> no thanks. There's not always celery in a green juice. There not isn't? For, just to, you know, devil's devil's avocado. Is there avocado? No, no, you know how that, the Sometimes. phrase that they say, de- devil's avocado. I don't know if it's devil's avocado. Agree to disagree. They could put them in smoothies. Cameron looks to the two of you. Confused as A well. little confused and goes, all right, well, I'm good on green juice and avocado smoothies. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't um, going to get you I'm one. Gonna, yeah, I'm good. So to answer your question, I'm actually doing the work. That's cool. Um, speaking of your work, um, it seems like you started out as kind of like a, a street photographer before you became like a paparazzi. My paparazzi work is, that's where I make, that's my day job. You know? bread and butter. That's gotcha. my bread and butter. Pay the bills. That's how I pay the bills, exactly. But I prefer to document the world as it is. What do you mean by that? He holds up his camera. You know, the take photos of things but like what's the heart of your work you know like what's your what's the ethos of the work trying to capture the truth of reality to see things how they really are and to show the world what they are in that moment cinema verite but wouldn't you say that that's your perception and that's your reality therefore it's not the reality for everyone someone's been watching too much Rick and Morty what is that is that on one of the channels you get? The lens will always be subjective, but 
Of course. Trying to capture the truth is noble. Yeah. He waves the camera and goes, the reality of this doesn't lie. Maybe my perception of what it tells is influenced by my own biases. But this is truth. And he puts it around his neck and goes, I'll be seeing you. And heads off. So he doesn't want a green juice. No green juice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys are kind of left alone as Arachne and Bo also follow after the crowd. Nice job out there, Cora. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Uh, Look, sorry to make you pair up with Iconia like that, but I just kind of thought it would be our best chances. We needed numbers in the moment. Yeah, I guess I didn't understand the, the, the name of the game until later on um but thanks for catching that early and and for bringing me in i think it no i had no idea either (laughs) you're getting really good at this game for someone uh who's who didn't even know about it i'm really just fumbling through speaking of the compliment sir take it sorry if i stop and start my pen is always yelling in my ear um you're what sorry sir uh he says a lot of stuff about you know my role as an artist and uh, my destiny and uh, well, well when you put it like that it sounds very very simplistic he says the work too like Cameron a lot <laughs> what interesting even weirdos can be right every once in a while have you ever asked him where he comes from can you hear me right now oh I can he can he didn't say hi or anything though who had you last penis was it Joni Mitchell Say it was Joni Mitchell. No, you asked me this once before. It was the author of The Prior of the Orange Tree. Oh, Though I've been passed right. through many hands. I forgot. <laughs> I can, I mean, I can, I can regale you many a tale about who I've been held by. I mean, I've passed through many wonderful, capable hands. Who's were you first? Just like a caveman? Hmm. No, no. I mean... Now that you mention it, I suppose a form of me probably once did exist in the hands of early man. Like a stick. Like a stick, yes, or perhaps charcoal. But I would say that the first to wield me was a poet named Sappho. Oh, I know that one. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> That's true. Cora is only hearing <laughs> 50% of every conversation that you and Venice have. Uh, most recently, he was the author Samantha Shannon's. But a long time ago, he belonged to Sappho. The poet? Do you have her where you're from? Sappho. Um, you can roll a history check if you would like. Yas, 18. You would know that Sappho was a poet from ancient Greece, specifically from the Isle of Lesbos. She was known for her like lyric poetry, which is poetry that is usually sung and accompanied with music. Um, she was regarded as one of the most prolific and powerful um, poets of that time. Is also known as a figure in queer history of course, um, for many of her poems had were in relation to her love of or admiration of women. This um, is a real? Yes, this out is Out of a, game. This is a real out thing. Out of game. Sappho was a real person. And also, I mean, you would know this 
weirdly, she was known as both the poetess, kind of like that's how established she was. It's almost like this first figure embodying this type of poetry. But she was also known as the Tenth Muse. Hmm. It's interesting that her, <laughs> again, not a game, this is afterlife fodder, but it's interesting that Sappho's pen <laughs> was Penis, even though Sappho was so... I've come by many names. Penjamin yeah. was one of my did, names. Did Sappho call you Penjamin? Penjamin indeed was what Sappho called me. Penjamin, I'm going to write that down. I could call you that sometimes. Ah, Penis is what you've called me, so Baby I will respond to that. <laughs> yes, I suppose if you would like to introduce me to people, Penjamin is fine, but Penis is, is a regal term. And so what, you've just fallen through the ages? Well, it's... I suppose it's... Both complex and not complex. I am the act of creation made real. I am the tool to bring one's art into the material world. I am a dream who was made to become reality. Interesting. Cora, mm -hmm. do you ever have odd dreams? Yeah, sometimes. Have you been having some odd dreams? Yes, ever since I came here and met Pendraman. Sounds so weird now that I've been hearing Penis so much, but it I does mean, sound it weird. I guess names. we'll all just have to get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to force it. If it doesn't Ooh, feel comfortable, feel like Penis it's is not fine. It. Well. It's not forcing it. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's actively joking over here. Oh my god, that was too good, and I felt myself like get lightheaded. I might pass out. <laughs> no. <laughs> If there's any more insight I can provide, I'm here to give it. But I think that, overall, I'm here to help you. I'm here to make what you believe is art come to fruition. Penis, do you... Penis, I know you can't hear me. Or, I know you can't hear me, but I can't hear you. I'm holding the pen out to Cora's head like it's a, like a telephone. Can I hear? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. But okay. he can we at least hear say... you close up. I'm doing a direct <laughs> translate line. Yeah, exactly. Every time. So we'll just assume that that happened. How did you find Penis? Or Penis, how did you find Dido? I was bestowed upon Dido. In a dream. Penis was a hotel pen, actually. I was just at work at my job. And uh, then all of a sudden, he was just kind of a magical pen is Jimin. No more regal a pen than that at a high-quality hotel. Interesting. They're nice pens. People steal them a lot. So after a dream, your hotel pen, be your job pen, became Benjamin. And you've been having weird dreams ever since? Sorry, I'm laughing over job pen. <laughs> <laughs> job pen. I've never had a job, so I've never been lucky enough to have a job I'm going to call all of my objects that I have from work my job object. Cora... I'm going to go ahead and say that you do have a job. You said you've been training your whole life. It kind of sounds like Muse Makers as your job. Well, cool, I guess. Anyway, let me know if you have any odd dreams. And then also, I spent that whole challenge and um, all of the uh, pocket plane time that I had after our session thinking about that riddle, and I still can't figure it out. So do you maybe want to help me? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was. Yeah, tell me it. If left unused, 
I lose my strength. If used correctly, I topple nations. I know it's not gun, but I just keep thinking gun. (laughs) It really sounds like gun. Guns are horrible from what I've learned from TV. So hopefully it's not gun. Yeah, I like so far that there's less guns here. I'd like that too. Do you have any idea? Uh, It wasn't justice. I lose my power. If used used correctly, correctly, I topple nations. What is used, you know? What gets used? Your voice. (gasps) You're so fucking right, Cora. Should we go there tonight once we have some alone time and we can go retrieve it together? Yeah, yeah. And and I won't uh, skip out on dinner tonight. Uh, I'll come with you. Okay. I think it's a good time to meet people. And um, even though Paolo and Iconia kind of seem like big dirtbag energy, I think that working with them could maybe get us farther in this game, even though I don't really like who they seem to be as people it might behoove us to try and work alongside them for a little bit i'm happy for you to do that i i support you but i don't want to directly be in cahoots with them i I have such a bad feeling about paulo that's why i want to keep him close yeah and you should I think that if we both tried to, it might become a little suspicious, especially after the way I've been talking to them. Mm, this one's smart. Benjamin says you're smart. It's as if I've seen every season of the show. <laughs> Thank you, Benjamin. You are welcome. Can we call you Penji? Tell her I'm welcome. Or she's welcome. Y- you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to stop this interaction now. Good idea. We cut over to Cafe Bacchanal as the two of you have descended the temple and head towards the dinner you so deserve as victors of this previous challenge. You see that Dion is serving up drinks, clearly very happy that the place no longer reeks of cigarettes. Hob has a bottle and is pouring some glasses to anyone who's interested. Bo seems more relaxed. He's he's not wearing his armor still. He's joking with Paulo as the latter jabs him at his performance. And you see that Iconia has pulled Arachne to the side already and the two seem to be talking in private as um iconia yes iconia is like the two of them are kind of talking off uh, on the patio you again don't see cameron at all but it seems like everyone else is having a great time the energy is up this eve great i want to load a plate of food mm-hmm. and i want to go sit in a place inconspicuously near where iconia and arachne are having a discussion why don't you give me a stealth check to kind of, you know, this is like social stealth. You're trying to see if you can blend in and appear that you're not eavesdropping. I love eavesdropping. We all do. Uh, advantage? No. <laughs> Just a regular stealth check. Uh, advantage? Um, if, I, if you don't ask, you won't receive is all I have advantage. to say. It's a dirty 20. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. How dare you ask for advantage and get a dirty 20? That's a fa- that's like I gave you a five like a five course spiritual meal and you were like you were like what not it's not six courses what the hell <laughs> <laughs> Great egg. 
100% reason to remember the name. <laughs> you take a seat um, not too far from them. You guys, you know, I mean, this room has many places you could sit. There's like very, like various lounge-like spaces set up with couches and chairs, coffee tables. There's the main table where all the food is. And then of course the patio where there's a lot more furniture and the pools, but you kind of sit near where the archways are like where they're meeting on the patio you sit in the couches on the inside to appear as though you're not at all in like listening or involved i mean a glass kind of glass separates you from them so in theory they think that you're not listening but with the window cracked you begin to listen in on their conversation uh and dito is there anything you want to be doing the moment you enter uh as you guys like get food and such i kind of want to sit and chat with like any kind of like large group that's happening and i want to start sussing out asking people like what have you been driven to create lately like what subject matter has been drawing your eye seeing if anyone else seems to be having like weird influences that uh diego and i are both clearly having Interesting. Okay, yeah, so you join um, Bo and Paolo, who are still kind of like um, chatting over drinks. You see that Bo has again grabbed like a huge plate of food. Um, and the two haven't headed outside yet. They're kind of still near the bar chatting up as Hobbs sits on a stool nearby. Uh, like that's one of the major two groups outside of Paolo and Arachne where uh, Cora is sitting. So you go and. Um, I'm with the fellas. You're with the fellas. You're with wow, the boys. We have boys. really divided among gender lines. <laughs> gender lines are real in this competition. Reality television, you always got to be divided on gender <laughs> That's lines. That's true. There's no space we- for anything. <laughs> for non-binary. Besides women and men. All the non-binaries just go stand outside and wait for someone to stop. We'll skip the challenge. We see there's no tribe for us. Men over there, women over there, anybody else, you are free to not do this challenge. You have immunity because (laughs) (laughs) I isolated you by your gender. You have immunity. Dito, you join the fellas by the bar as they begin to. (laughs) As they're shooting the shit. Um, and you join in just as uh, Apollo goes. Uh, but seriously, Bo, you, even though today wasn't your moment, you've shown a lot of promise. I'm excited to see what you'll do in tomorrow's contest. And you see Bo go, oh, well, thank you, Apollo. It's, it's nice to hear you, you, um, to hear you respect me. And Apollo goes, what? What? Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear the end of that. I thought today's challenge was uh, interesting. Hob had prepared a number of, how should Hob say, dirty songs, uh, ditties, and dirty ditties, if you will. Break them out now. Well, uh, someone hit a beat. <laughs> Paolo. Paolo starts beatboxing. Paolo already has his, has an acoustic guitar out and begins to shru- strum. It's not a beat. <laughs> There's rhythm involved in this. <laughs> and you see... After you say that, and after Paolo says that, you watch as Bo begins to kind of stamp his feet in a rhythmic way as a song called Daedra the Gassy. Uh, yeah, I know it. Destroyed a dragon with a mighty toot. It's pretty um, brave, you, about, pretty renowned. About a hero who destroyed a dragon with a mighty toot. And at, at the end of it, I mean, you can't help but laugh. It's, and it's a good tune. It's an earworm. <laughs> Love that one. For some reason, I know that from the human world. Total banger. Uh, <laughs> Literally. I think I heard that in a podcast. <laughs> Weird. I don't know what that is. <laughs> what? <laughs> I tell I'm not everyone much of a podcast about guy. Uh, NPR. <laughs> 
Wow, it just sounds like a lot of people talking with a very monotone voice. Is that that's not boring? The whole, I guess I like it because it helps me get to sleep sometimes when I'm up late. Bo nods. That makes sense. I, for one, have been sleeping very heavily after these competitions. How about you? You know, getting used to, um, the new time zone. Speaking of other than that, how has your guys' work been going? Uh, has anyone had any interesting subject matter come up lately? Any new inspiration? Are we feeling the spirit of the artist coming through us in this competition? <laughs> I mean, when don't I feel the spirit of the artist coming through me? Right? <laughs> it's just constantly coming. I, I I can't stop it. I, you know, I feel like my days have been pretty standard. I've been enjoying my, my 10k in the morning. I I've been practicing pretty much every domain every day, just in case that's the one that goes through for the evening. You know, I can't say anything else, but the the pure love of the craft has been driving me. See, Bo, go, um, well, I, I uh, just uh, earlier today actually had a very interesting interaction that inspired me to be um, a bit more comfortable with my performing. You see, Paolo kind of looks at him strange, and Hob goes, I want you to explain. And Bo goes, well, um, I, I know, I, I am an actor, and I, and I am a great one, as we can all agree. But um, I've been enjoying kind of engaging with the body and, and, and being present. Beautiful. <laughs> this checks out to Dino. What? What about you? Oh, um, yes. Well, I've been focusing on, um, you know, the challenges, thinking about uh, what could come up next. Um, I don't know. I guess I've been having some artist's block. Mm. I sense something was troubling you, Dito. How do you all usually handle that? Hob just spends most of Hob's time out in the world. You see many funny things when just watching things go by. Hob draws inspiration from what Hob sees. Bo nods and goes, You know, I I suppose that for me it's just finding the right space to feel comfortable enough to embrace my craft. And Paolo goes, both good, both good. You know, I don't really suffer from that, uh, uh, what do you call it? I mean, I'm sorry, do you mind actually explaining what that is? <laughs> I just move right on past what Paolo just said to me and say, well, thanks, gentlemen, for the advice. I appreciate it. Right time and place and observing the world around me. I'll give that a try. And with that in mind, we cut over to Cora. Cora, you're enjoying your food near the window, listening in on the conversation. Why don't you give me a perception check to see how much of this conversation you can hear? That's gonna be a 15. A 15. So you are coming in at the tail end of this conversation, but you do hear a good chunk of it. Only a few phrases kind of dip in and out. Um, you hear Akonya go, so we're cool, right? And Arachne goes, yeah, no, I listen, I understand. It's just... <laughs> you went pretty hard on me in that fight. And Dakonya goes, 
Listen, it's part of the game. You seem cool, and I can't deny that you're a very talented woman, but I just... I gotta do what I gotta do to win. And Arachne nods sadly to herself and goes, Well, I'll do the same. And the two hold that silence for a moment. Arachne goes, I appreciate your apology. And Akonia goes, Yeah, well, you know, I feel like it's the least I can do. But, but don't think it means I'm gonna go any easier on you. And Arachne smiles and goes, I wouldn't have it any other way. After a nod, you watch as Arachne um, turns off and heads inside as Akonia stays out and drinks her drink a little bit more and then heads inside as well. Can I see, like, when she says I wouldn't have it any other way, can I do a perce- or an insight check to see what does she mean by that? Yeah, go ahead. Um, 19. A 19 is pretty good. I would say that you are clocking that in a similar sense to when you spoke with Bo. Arachne is someone who's like, I don't want to win because people went easy on me. She seems to have a lot of pride, which to you, knowing her story, like many already do, you know that it was her pride that got her into this unfortunate cursed form Mm -hmm. there's an argument to be made that it is not unfounded pride and that there's nothing wrong with pride in one's work especially if it is good and she is good but you know that that is probably what you're sensing from her is that she's a very proud person she's not going to forget the way that Akonia treated her and you know the the magic she used but she also isn't going to take it as anything more than wanting to win and Arachne knows that that just gives her free reign to try in whatever way she might to win. I should have been more specific about my question. I guess I really wanted to um, gleam if they like have some kind of really prior relationship. Um, I'll tell you right off the bat, there doesn't seem to be that sort of element. I mean, maybe, <laughs> you know, with the 19, I'll say that there's definitely a sort of like flirtation there in the sense that like clearly these two have a chemistry but they're still a long way on the enemies to lovers trope line if that is where they are they they didn't they do not seem to know each other prior to the competition if that's what you're wondering that was what i was wondering because it kind of sounded like they were like maybe in cahoots she was like she was like i see why did you do that we're supposed to be in cahoots it seemed um i mean you missed the beginning of the conversation which might have given more insight into that part of the truth but at least from what you gather you see that it's these two are just two competitors who are acknowledging what was done and i think what maybe what you gather most importantly is perhaps who arachne has set her many-eyed sights on many-eyed sights many-eyed sights Oh, is that a new lyric? Arachne is passing you by on her way to food and sees you saying that. Um, I'm just eating a chicken wing and singing Many Eyed Sights. Oh, cool. Um, I was describing what I was doing. <laughs> I know you are. That's, no, no, yeah. no. Uh, anyway, um, yes, I was writing a song. Oh. Um, it was more of a rap. It was good. It was good. Wow. Thank you. It really wasn't, but, um, you know, first draft. (laughs) Blue sky face, as they say. Yeah, that's cool. I'll use that. 
Not uh, in this rap, but a different one, maybe. As you're saying that, we cut to Dito. As Dito, you feel your body pulled out no. of itself. Oh, my god! You are shunted back into the talking head chair. As you land. Again, oh, it gets hello. easier every time, but it also doesn't. <laughs> As you pull, they, they, you see someone already hands you some water and go. <laughs> someone's like, you, hey, drink this. Thank you. You take a sip and they take it off and you again hear the producer behind the camera. Talking head, Dito, take one. Action. Dito, since coming to this competition, you've gone from terrified to terrific. What changed? Uh, I suppose the fact that I am still here few chuckles throughout production well you managed to find something hidden in the hortus elysium but you couldn't quite crack the cone what's your plan i am going to use my lack of riddle knowledge as an opportunity to solidify a relationship that i've been hoping to use to my advantage some nods of appreciation game recognized game very good very good now uh how do you feel about Aconia? Uh, Iconia seems like a total triple threat. And, well, I'll have to beat her at some point, but until then, it's helpful to have someone so in the know. And she's attached to another very powerful player. You sense a nod from behind the camera. All right, final question. The fans want to know. We're asking everybody, what is your wish? You know, can you get back to me with that one? You are then sucked out and thrown back into your body once more as you kind of land. The the, the guys all are laughing about something and you clearly just missed the joke. <laughs> that was a weird laugh. We no, cut it over wasn't. To I like that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber style. I like that laugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, link to that video in the description. Uh, <laughs> Cora, you then feel the same sensation of your body being sucked out of itself as you land I in the chair. I swan dive into the void. <laughs> you swan dive into the void. Perfect landing into the chair. There's a little bit of light applause from behind the camera. Thank you. Thank Very you. Very nice. Thank All you. right. Talking head, Cora. Take one. Action. I find my light. Iconia and you butted head in the challenge today. Yeah. Why is that? Or should I say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few chuckles. Yeah, you know, we all have to do what we all have to do to win. Next question. You've now got two wins under your belt and are undeniably a front runner. Do you feel like so many victories puts a target on your back? I do, actually. I was thinking that earlier, but um, all I can you do is... You mind saying that for, for audio? You mind saying... What? You feel you mind saying that it's out you feel like there's a target on your back. Oh, I'm so sorry. They cut out my question, so oh, I need you God, to kind of how unprofessional of me. No, no, no. Listen, listen. You should <laughs> there's been others who were doing way worse than you. There was one guy who came in and just puked. Like right just landed in the chair and was. vomited. So probably you know, Cameron. I won't divulge. But anyways, continue. I do feel like since I've been doing so well, there is a target on my back. I've been feeling that more and more with each passing challenge. But all I can do is my best. And so that's what I'm going to keep doing. Well, if you keep doing that, you may find yourself in the finals. And if you do, if you win it all, what would be your wish? 
for now, it's a family secret. And with that, you are pulled from your body and land back. You have the plate in hand as Arachne goes. All right, well, I'm going to join the group. Keep up the good rap, I guess. <laughs> Thanks. I, uh, I will. With that, you guys get to enjoy the food and drink of the evening. And at a certain point, as the hours begin to grow later and the stars begin to grow brighter in the darkness of night, uh, people begin to clear out and leave Cafe Bacchanal. Uh, is there anything you guys would like to do before you head to bed? Yes. Once yeah. the uh, crowd kind of clears out a little bit or people are coming away from the main area, I'd like to gesture to Cora that we could go try and retrieve that icon together. I nod. As you guys are doing that, you see uh, Paula calls out to everyone, uh, Before you all go, I just wanted to say, when I joined this season, I wanted to ensure that the artists chosen had a bit of a challenge to prove themselves truly worthy of the Muse's gifts. If they could defeat me, then, well, I knew that they would be the person who should win. All of you have proven that you more than deserve their wish. Though only one of us can have it, I'm just glad Downer Diego definitely won't. <laughs> cheers! And you see a few others who have their glass. Cheers! And, you know, cheers him as he I raise, a sip. I raise my glass and I say, Wait, you have the opportunity to choose who comes? No, 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 no. I just... I'm saying that when I applied to be in this season, I wanted to ensure that me being here would encourage the best quality performance. Oh. Yeah, I sort of thought that you were saying that too, that you had input on who's here. No, 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 no. When I I mean I chose to be here. I mean, the invitation is always open to me, hence that was my first wish after all, is that I can join anytime I want. So mm. I just, you know, wanted to make sure. What if everyone made that their wish? <laughs> then I suppose we'd have a few more returners. But they'd have to win it first. What entertaining cheers. television. <laughs> you all cheers. And as they clear out, the two of you meet up in the halls, the torchlight illuminating you dimly. That was weird. Super weird. Paolo is so weird. Anyway, do you want to go get that icon? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to guide Cora back down, um, letting her know the deal and to uh, watch out for the mushrooms. Give me a stealth check, both of you. Well, I got a 25 on my stealth. 14. Can I give uh, guidance? Yeah, you can give guidance. That's a. Uh, you can roll a d4 to that ability check, Ash. And I can add three for guidance. So a 17 and a 25. Pretty good, my friends. The two of you sneak through the halls and down the stairs of the temple back into the vast gardens of the Hortus Elysium. Seeing the countless paths dividing into sections lined with topiaries and decorative waterways, you begin to walk into the vast labyrinth, following the path that you had just the night before, passing ever-blooming foliage and fountains decorated with statues that sent sparkling droplets of water into the air. As you get deeper and deeper, it gets darker and darker and more wild, more untamed. You pass by and pass through again a section that is covered in spider webs, thick strands that you at times have to push through or duck under in order to avoid getting tangled up in them until you eventually find your way back to the area that you had obscured 
Dito. And I'll say that you had rolled a 15 and then showed Arachne. I'll say that you redid it. That 15 still holds. It looks like no one has touched it. Through here. Where we came from was so beautiful. This place is so dingy. You push in and you see in here, it's not exactly how you left it. There are a number of spider silk strands tagged onto some of the mushrooms and some of the bushes. The foliage covers most of it and you see more spider webs distributed amongst that. You see the shriekers ahead of you. With your stealth check, neither of you has activated them, so they are silent at the moment. And you see the pedestal, of course, which has the inscription upon it. I think someone's been here. I saw Arachne here last night. I know you saw me coming back with her. I hmm. wonder, I mean, I asked her not to tell anyone else, but I didn't say don't come back without me and take the icon. So maybe she did that. I guess we'll see when we solve the riddle. Yeah, did you tell her Then the riddle is written here on the column? You squint and like look and see on the placard that it says, if left unused, I lose my strength, but used correctly, I topple nations. What am I? Well, you're the one who figured out the riddle, so if you want to say it, go for it. No, I mean, I have already got one. You should you should say it, and, and I mean, what if it's wrong? Let's say it together. Okay. Our voice. Our voice. <laughs> <laughs> Remote recording makes that all the funnier. Voice. You watch. <laughs> voice, Vo- voice, so voice, vo- vo- voice. Vo- Three, voice. Three, two, one. Voice. voice. Please voice. <laughs> you watch as a small opening reveals itself on top of this pedestal and a piece slides up revealing a small pink orb. It looks like if Arachne had visited here she was unable to solve the riddle as well. There's so many spider webs around. Don't you think that Arachne did this? Like, I wonder if she's like living out here? No. I only wonder because last night I couldn't find her in her room. But I don't know. It seems like there's been a lot of spidering happening out here. Have you seen her eat real food? Um, I don't really know what, what spiders eat. Yeah. Bugs mostly, sire. Bugs, apparently. Anyway, um, I want to inspect this orb and... Uh, look at it and see if I see any kind of like markings or anything on it or or, or what. Yeah, give me an arcana check. Okay. Cora's just going to keep thinking about what spiders eat. <laughs> Bugs. 19 on my arcana check. You get a closer look at this and you see a sort of sparkle to its to the pink light within it. It is a beautiful pearl and the more you inspect it, the more you feel strangely confident strangely more assured in your your inner voice with a 19 i will tell you that this icon enhances your charisma it allows you to essentially one and one time only use the spell glibness wow what the spell as you hold it you begin to gather that this icon will make you far more charismatic which in a competition of bards, in a competition of performers and the social game, this is a very powerful icon. Wow, I feel like I'm going to feel amazing when I use this. You feel that confidence in your hand and you tuck it away, looking around and 
seeing no one else but Cora, who seems to be studying the spider webs and looking mm. for some sort of food. Okay, I would like to um, re-up my casting on Distort Value because it only uh, lasts for eight hours. And so I want I to see. Uh, freshen up the little coin that I had made and I will put it where this icon was. Fake idol style. You quickly place the icon there and um, step away as the stone kind of slides back into place, the puzzle reassembling itself. Oh, sorry. I had brought this small bowl of hummus to put there, but a coin is good too. Again. Oh, no, we could put the dip. You want to say voice again? Let's. Should we do it again? Open it up and put the hummus in No, no, no. In it? Honestly, we'll do it with the next one. Three. We'll probably find another two, one. Two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you. <laughs> honestly, I had that in my back pocket. It's been long enough from the bit that now Ashley forgets how mad she was about the bit. <laughs> Yep, that's typically what happens with me. Is it becomes funny? I think I just Cora wants to like remember what this spider webbiness looks like, like the color and the texture and what it is. I guess you can give me a nature check. Sure. Like it's weird that there's all the spider stuff there. I feel like. Yeah, it's odd. Can I help Cora with that check and kind of like absolutely touching it and seeing if it seems like it could help. Nine. You take note of the spider silk. It seems pretty standard. I mean, you don't know enough about spiders. You did watch a lot of nature documentaries, like a lot of planet Earth in your time of trying to study various forms of art. And you as well, Dito, I'm sure that you've hung out with your two lesbian roommates and watched a lot of planet Earth. But Yeah, we smoke in the woods sometimes. <laughs> exactly. So you guys um, take note of that, but nothing necessarily pops to mind. Uh, I think before Cora goes up, uh, as we're like exiting this uh, beautiful like starlit space after the spiderweb uh, catacombs is how I'm envisioning it. Uh, I want to do a perception check to see if anyone is in hiding. I see. Okay, yeah. Give me a perception check. Dirty 20. Show me who's hiding. Show me who's hiding. As you guys are walking out, you know, the things are getting more and more spiderwebby kind of it's like almost like you pass through an area that it is intensely covered in spiderwebs you don't spot any people but you do notice that one of the sort of maze-like paths leading off from the one that you guys are following is covered with more spiderwebs should we investigate yes why don't you both give me another stealth check I'm ready to bless Cora and I in case uh, anything freaky happens. 21 for me. A 12. Okay. You both sneak carefully down this strange spiderweb covered path. The deeper you go, the more webs there are. Tangled, sticky. You begin to feel yourself getting caught and having to pull yourself free. It is very much like the caves that Frodo went through in Lord of the Rings. It's just, it becomes very quickly this spider's den. You see spiders crawling up, some of them small, some of them much larger. Movement within the various bushes. Can I, like, kind of put an arm out and stop us for a second and cast 
uh, Unseen Servant to send Reggie and see, like, if he can tell me what's going on. You know, not to put a plan in your guys' mouths, but you could, Unseen Servant, you can't, you, like, do any sort of visual audio thing with them. They could just do tasks. Reggie could hold penis. Exactly. You could pair these two as a sort of method if you guys want to do that. Um, Cora tells me that I could give penis to Reggie and then I do 30 seconds of trying to find Reggie's invisible hand to place penis in it. <laughs> just just sit, just uh, hold it, here? just hold it right here? still. Just still. Here. Right, just keep Is yourself still. Is he here? I don't want to drop it. It's a nice pen. I'm getting sick. You're waving me around a lot. Penis is going to yeah. You hand over this pen and you watch as it is picked up in the air and it begins to float further down this path. You're flying, way. Benjamin! You're flying! I feel so free! Good luck, Benji. You watch as, slowly but surely, Penji, Penis, Pendramin becomes obscured by the various spider webs. And, Dito, you flick into the observation mode of Penis, and you begin to observe the path getting darker and darker, more webbing coating all of the bushes that make up this path. You watch as eventually, almost at the edge of your range with Penis, so about like a hundred or so feet deep into the maze, they push through this final thick webbing and enter into another enclave that is entirely covered in spider silk. It is a nightmare to anyone who is afraid of spiders or is disgusted by spider webs. There are spiders everywhere, nests hatching with little ones crawling amongst the strands. You see larger movement in the corners, but with a pen floating in midair, it seems that they are mostly just aware of the presence. You look around, and you are looking through Penis. Give me a perception check. I got an 18. With Penis looking, you look at this mess of webbing. And at first, it is just a horror show. It is just a mess of strands. But as you continue to look, you begin to see details. You see that it is not simply webbing it looks to be a tapestry with different strands at different distances to create depth you begin to see scenes a masterful work split in half with the left half depicting a peaceful village a quaint mortal life a figure weaving a loving family and friends the right half depicting large angry looking figures a that same weaver transforming into a monstrous spider, a horrified community, carnage and battle. In the center, a face split. The left half, a beautiful woman. The right half, a gruesome spider. You see what you can only assume is an interpretation of Arachne's story. And about that point, with your 12 stealth check, Dido, you begin to hear the sound of countless small feet moving towards you. And from the view of Penis, you see a larger spider 
kind of start crawling out from one of the corners and then another penis is tilted upward with Reggie and you see one larger one descending down. Reggie, get out of there. Reggie, pull Reggie, Reggie get out. out of there. Pull Reggie out. Reggie, come <laughs> back. Reggie, spiders. please. Cora, there's bad spiders. <laughs> Reggie begins to rapidly move back. The pen is pulled, and you watch as more spiders begin to land and swarm and surge down this path as bursting through the webbing. Penis is thrown into your hand, um, and you begin to hear the sound of these spiders growing louder and louder. Can I tech detect thoughts on the spiders or the big spider? You cast detect thoughts. You only sense hunger and anger. Mm. Mm, I think I'll cast darkness so that Cora and I can try and like just crawl under a bush and get onto a different pathway and flee. Give me another stealth check. Both of us? Yeah, as you wave penis in the air and this inky darkness swirls around you just as the spiders are about to arrive, you guys duck down and try and squirrel into one of these bushes nearby and find a new path. It's only a 12 for me. I'm going to say that you guys have advantage on this stealth check because of the fact that you have darkness. So you're you're obscured. Oh, great. 21. 25. You guys pull under one of these bushes and hear the sound of spiders scattering throughout this part of the maze. You hold quiet for a moment. And when it seems like enough of them are far enough away, you slowly crawl into an, on the other side of these bushes into another path and begin to make your way out of the Hortus Elysium. It only takes a few more minutes, but eventually you find yourself pushing through the bushes, wiping spider webs off yourself as you are again under the night sky, the temple looming in the distance. What the hell was that? I don't know. That looked like a tapestry. Did Arachne make that? Was that big spider Arachne? Is she all spider now? I think it's probably a piece of art by Arachne. Right, but is is that her family or? I think it's just friends. Her children. You know, she's oh. she's half spider, so she just you know has a bunch of eggs. I bet. I have to do more research on spiders in terms of how they reproduce and what they eat. It okay, would I, I just I don't really be weird to ask her about her eggs, but you're probably right. Yeah, I just I don't know enough about spiders to say, but that was terrifying, and I I, I don't I didn't like that. Well, thanks for being there with me, uh, and it got us an icon. They were hungry and they were angry. I mean, I would be angry too if I uh, suddenly had a pen float into my home (laughs) i guess you're right well we should get to sleep but we can maybe ask arachne about it tomorrow maybe we shouldn't mention it yet okay i'll follow your lead yeah i mean what if it's like her private diary or something i don't want to pry it's just everyone's making such interesting art do you mean how diego's was pretty terrifying yes strange uh i'll sleep on it we should both sleep on it yeah okay you guys head back into the temple making your way quietly to your individual rooms we'll start with you dito you head into your room you find 200 gold in the spot that it's always been in it looks like your residuals kind of got split perhaps getting first place is like 600 gold and with the three of you winning it's 200 each so you gather your winnings add it to the rest of your pot (sighs) sit down on your bed trying to 
figure out how to get to sleep or best use your time and you hear Penis's voice in your mind as you sit there. Perhaps now would be a good time to practice one of your many, many domains. A muscle left untrained is doomed to atrophy. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, Penis. You're right. You spoke of a block earlier. Do you, do you feel like you've been suffering from artist block a while? A long time. Well, life in my world isn't exactly conducive to putting all of yourself into art or anything you enjoy. There's always so little of yourself reserved for what seems like are the things that truly matter. Penis pauses at this. After a moment, responds, As I said, I've been in many capable hands over the millennia. All of them went through periods of creative impotence, if you will. In the end, those who desire to create continued to try, resting and reflecting to let inspiration come when they've done what they could. Yeah, I probably just need to rest more. It's a delicate balance. One must push themselves to create and continue to create, even when their creations may feel, and you feel, so even though there are no eyes to be looking anywhere, you you yourself look towards like the waste bin where you've crumpled up previous illustrations and things, uh, lyrics, anything you've tried to write down. Even if it feels like it's trash, it's important to keep trying. But without rest, the focus required for fulfilling expression can remain unfound. Both are necessary. Dito used a lot of magic today, and so most of the uh, evening is kind of just quiet reflection and healing back, getting back his spell slots and sorcery points. But I think at some point, um, you know, maybe later in the night when it's like 3 or 4 a.m. and I still haven't managed to get to sleep yet, I'd like to try just um, drawing down what I saw in Diego's painting like I want to take a notebook and make a note of what I saw and like approximate the women that he drew and like put it to paper so that it's somewhere besides in my head. You sit down, pull out a notebook and begin to sketch these three women trisected, their faces filled with horror. And once you finish and look back at it, your eye catches something. A piece of canvas rolled up like a parchment. I open it. You open it and see the painting that Diego had created. Ah. Chaos and color. Three photorealistic women standing, their bodies cut into thirds. Penis, do you recognize any of these women? I'm sorry, sire. I cannot say that I do. I had a dream of them. Dreams are not to be ignored. Well... If I have this, I guess I don't need to use you. And I toss Penis on the desk and go lay Wait, in Wait, it's bed. still good to... Tra- tracing is important! <laughs> <laughs> you study the artwork. Um, and as you do, we cut over to Cora. You eventually slip off into the darkness of sleep. And as you do, you dream of home. You feel the scar on your face throbbing and find yourself in a memory, wrapped in the midst of a passionate dance in the ballet studio of the villa you grew up in. 
Though you've lived a lonely life, your only friend, the one you've made, literally, Reggie, you found joy when you were able to fully engross yourself in creation, enthralled in your performance, enjoying it rather than centering it around success and failure. Or at least you did when you were young. You're a child, dancing, coming into your artistic genius, so it's messy. Definitely far from perfect in a technical sense, but your entire being is engaged in the act of this expression. You spin and thrash, leaping forward to strike into a final pose when your mother's voice pulls you from the moment. Focus, Cora, your form is totally off. You land but are shaken, your foot slips, and you tumble forward, crashing into the mirror of the studio, the glass shattering. You crumple to the ground as the glass falls, the largest shard slicing your face and spraying blood upon the floor. You clutch the wound, crying out as tears singe the edges of your eyes, the sound of your mother's footsteps growing louder as she approaches, her shadow looming. <sighs> Again, darling, from the top. I hold my wound on, on my eyebrow and kind of look at her confused like, I'm hurt. She puts a hand on your head and you feel the surge of a cure wound spell begin to stitch up the wound, but the scar remains. The injury sore from a failure you could never forget. Thank you. Memories of your mother and the pressure and pain she put you through sting your mind. All that suffering and you still feel like you're struggling. The next day comes... You both arise wearily. The floor is already a bustle with activity as the other contestants rise and begin their routines. You catch Paolo coming in from his morning 10k to hit the showers, Iconia doing her skincare in the communal mirror, Arachne doing some knitting in the common room. You guys have the day. Uh, is there anything... I'm, I'm going to say that you probably have time for one major thing before the competition tonight. Is there anything you would like to do today? I would like to go to the library and see what information I can find about Sappho. I think after having the nightmare, Cora wakes up and she was going to go do some more exploration and visit the forge even, or back to the library. But I think that after her dream, she realizes how much she's been focusing on other people and that she hasn't been focused on herself and that if her mother were here she'd be horrified so she goes to the practice room and um and practices her ballet okay we are gonna start with you dito um you head down 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 towards the center of the temple where the practice rooms are but towards the back of it where you know the library is set thanks to cora providing you some instructions libraries this way cora yeah, it's that way. Thanks. Anything I should look out for? Sheesh. Bye. Helpful. Sheesh like, oh, sheesh like, oh, darn. Like, jeez. Like <laughs> Cora kind of laughs. You'll figure it out. Okay. You split off, uh, and when you finally arrive at the long hallway with an archway at the end, you see the statue of a lion with the face of a woman formed from black stone and carved with uncanny realism. As you approach... You suddenly hear the sound of stone grinding on stone as the statue awakens, eyes alight with an orange glow. 
The stone becomes organic. The color returns to this long feline body as Shishpunk, the incredibly powerful sphinx, rises. Bard of the many realms, welcome to the library of the arts. All the world's works lie behind these walls. However, to enter, you must prove your worth with a performance, a piece worthy of donating to its collection. Hello, ma'am. <laughs> you may call me Sheesh. Sheesh. Um, okay, what kind of uh, performances have you gotten recently? Really, anything that you feel is your specialty, I suggest that is what you donate. Okay. Uh, Dido um, takes his iPod shuffle uh, out of his pocket. <laughs> Which he's had for a really long time. Insanely old, yes. (laughs) Uh, And puts his little um, white headphones in. Uh, And I feel like he probably sings along to some like Midwestern emo. It's like a little embarrassing, but also like very heartfelt. Probably a song that he's been listening to since he was like 13 or 14. He just kind of closes his eyes and sings along. Give me a performance check with advantage. It's some modern baseball. That's a 22. With a 22, you finish. And by the time you finish, there's sweat across your brow. You've put your heart into performing this. There's For like anyone a screaming outside. outro with like a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're I'm like, literally sick. You're like <laughs> reciting the voicemail on your knees. Um, and finally, when the song ends, I just wanted to talk to you one last time. Are you at the club right now? The next track begins, and you quickly pull out your headphones, and you see you look up at Sheesh, who uh, a single tear has rolled down her cheek. That is beautiful. I'm a huge fan of that band. Just like the guitar licks are so, so moving. moving. Emo music is one of my favorites. A wonderful performance covers are just as admirable as the originals. Thank you. You may enter. But if you remove anything from this library, there will be drastic consequences. For me? She looks around. Yes, of course. Who else? Who? For you do something, someone else suffers? We're playing a game, so there could be tricks. You know, I'm just trying to cover all my bases. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> I move into... I still have uh, the rest of the album playing on my... Uh, <laughs> headphones as i start rifling through the library uh you enter in and find yourself in as i've described before what can only be compared to the library of alexandria or the museum of modern art it is vast walls upon walls of scrolls uh tinted glass to provide light but to limit it to avoid damaging what is inside there are various rooms that are soundproof for listening or um, performing pieces, statues of varying styles, artwork you recognize and some you don't in various little gallery spaces. What would you like to do? You said you're looking for um, Sappho's works? Yeah, I want Penis to help me. I'm going to set him free on the shelves and uh, I would like to look for any mention of Sappho and any mention of Penis as well. Any of the names that he's given me before um, I'm combing through and looking at like great artists and seeing if there's any mention of him. Give me an investigation check. Uh oh, that is another 12. You search the library for some time, 
but unfortunately you don't find any mention of penis or Benjamin or polygrapho or any of the words that he's used outside of people who may have just used a pen or the visual like literal proof that someone is writing in pen in whatever they're creating. Did everyone keep you secret penis? Like is there some reason why no one would mention you other than like people thinking they're insane? Very rarely do people talk about the instrument that they are using in a specific way. Sometimes it occurs where someone is so proud of or so superstitious of what utensil they may use. Do they have any sort of strong consideration for the object which creates? But most simply look at me as a tool, as I am. I'll be sure to mention you, Penis, if, you know, I ever write a book or anything. That's that's very kind of you. Anyways, uh, you guys keep looking around, and you do find the works of Sappho. The vast majority of these works you cannot understand. They are written in ancient Greek. But you do learn a bit about her through the fact that others have referenced her works and her life in their own works. You find that she wrote lyric poetry, so poetry that's often performed with music. And a lot of it was centered around women and her love of women. She is a significant figure in queer history. And when you read about her death, it strikes you as strange. You read that she threw herself from the Lucadian cliffs due to her unrequited love for the Fairman Phaon. Now, she could have been bisexual, of course, but you are also reading someone else's account of her death, so it's unclear if this was a story this individual made up or if this is truly how she met her end. But perhaps most notably, above all of this very fascinating information, is the fact that some called her the Tenth Muse. Well, it wouldn't be the first queer woman to be tortured by the existence of a man, but that is curious. Taking Mm. an interest in... Art history? You hear a voice interrupt you and turn to see Cleo, the muse of history and the visual arts, standing behind you about ten or so feet away. She's a beautiful, tall woman with this, again, high fashion look to her toga fit. She's, despite being inside, still wearing these very angular sort of cat eye uh, sunglasses that obscure her orange eyes. Um, Muse Cleo, I think Dito doesn't really know what to do when faced with one of these women, not like on stage. And so he just does like a awkwardly deep and long bow. She bows to you. (laughs) How wonderful to be in your company. Am I allowed to be in here? Of course, all are allowed to be in here. This is the library of the arts. Anybody could be found in here. Therefore, all are welcome in my domain. I was just uh, doing some research on some famous old artists. Uh, Did you know this one? And I show her the cover of the book. She peers over. Ah, Sappho. Yes, a very interesting woman. Very talented. Very sad death. Yes. Seems like it. There is much to be learned from history. I'm finding that. Um, Are you and the other muses preparing for today's challenge? I am lucky enough to not have to be in charge this evening. 
And you're not going to give me a hint on who is, are you? Ha <sighs> no. <laughs> I figured. Uh, what brings you to the library, or is this just where the Muse of History likes to hang out? Partially, this is the place I like to hang out, as you say. But I always want to see what the contestants are finding here, and if they are enjoying the works of the past. You know, being the Muse of History may seem like a boring domain, but the way that arts have expanded so vastly has given me a connection to many other domains. Art and time are intrinsically linked, you see. Art is a direct connection to the era it is created in. So I have seen how art and mortal life has changed over the centuries, and how many of you still fall for the same trappings. I don't think history's boring. But what do you mean... trappings? Just do you mean the mistakes of man? Partially because of your short lives and partially because of ignorance, you have become manipulated by yourselves and by those who are supposed to be your guardians. Because of that, your work has suffered. And she looks at you, and you can almost see her orange eyes burning through the sunglasses. You have suffered. But there is only so much we can do. Right. You are the muse of history. You know what's happened here in this place. You've been here for some time. What was this place before Muse Makers was held here? Who lived here? We muses have always lived here. This has always been a temple to the arts for as long as the arts have existed. But other people lived here. Children lived here? She looks at you a little strangely. I mean, you can't see her eyes, but her head tilts a little bit. I was a child here once, yes. What was it like? I'm just curious. This place is so much more fascinating than my world. It was magical. Very exciting to be at the start of what has been a beautiful journey. Though my work was much smaller back then. And do you find the suffering you mention? Do even muses combat it? I've already said too much. Thank you for your time, young Dita. See you at the challenge. Enjoy history. Do not repeat it. And she moves backwards in a very eerie, creepy way, kind of like fading <laughs> into the background. The hell? Why do all the adults in the game only speak in riddles? As you are kind of pondering that, Dito, we are going to cut over to Cora. Cora, you find one of the rooms that remains unlit and enter, locking it behind you as the glyphs glow to show that it is occupied. The moment you turn, you watch as the room begins to shift. What do you think you're going to be practicing here? I'm practicing a ballet dance, so it's shifting into a studio not very dissimilar from my dream similar to your dream and similar to what you saw with Bo you watch as the floor shifts to be this hardwood very smooth very slick um, there's a few stairs kind of moving up so there's like layers to it if you need that sort of height um, there is of course the wall flips from being a stone wall to being a mirrored wall 
uh, and you see that there is a sort of record player rises from the ground um, and slides towards the back wall for you to select any music you would like to dance to. Come on, Reggie. Let's go. Pick the right one. Reggie puts on whatever you feel like would be your favorite thing to dance to. What would you say that is? I think actually it's not my favorite thing to dance to. It's more like the hardest thing to dance to. And I'm like treating Reggie like kind of like, come on, Reggie, let's go. Like, like you've got to be faster. You've got to, you know, kind of talking to Reggie, talking to myself in this very like rigid way. You begin to perform constantly with your self-talk. Every single time you land a move and it doesn't feel right, you start from the beginning and you go through it again and again and again until your feet feel sore and you begin to feel dizzy and dehydrated. While you're doing this, why don't you give me a performance check? Wow. A 30. Holy shit. Okay. 10... 20, 50, 100 times you do this dance over and over again. And as you finally hit the final pose and feel like it is perfect, you hear the sound of wood sliding, something shifting. You turn and see that the mirrors have parted and there seems to be a panel that has slid out. And on the panel you see words carved into it that glow as you approach you hate me but i'm necessary though sometimes i'm your adversary just stick with me art won't be scary what am i practice ashley goodwin riddle master suddenly the words flare and (laughs) falling on the ground is a small glittering pearl. Cora walks up to it, sits in front of it, picks it up, and like collapses back, like staring up at the ceiling and uh, examines it. Give me an Arcana check. Can't believe you found another icon. Insane. <clears throat> it's only a 10. You look at this strange pearl. You see that it almost warbles with power. You feel a reflection and a confidence of someone who has practiced something for that 10,000 hours to become a master of one's works. You can't fully grapple with what this actually does, but you sense great power within it. You pocket this strange pearl and finish up your practice as the day comes to an end and both of you are found by the Pierides, them fluttering down to each of you independently. Your presence is required in the green room, please. I'm ready. Of course. You guys follow after them as split screen we watch as you guys head up the stairs, cutting again very many split screens as we show the various competitors all assembling in the green room, where they are of course greeted by the production team and makeup. You guys all settling in to get everything done as Krotos walks in. Glad to see you're all settled in. Remember, if you need anything, just let us know. Break a leg. Core is just quiet today, not really talking or socializing. She's doing dark, smoky eye 
She's doing dark makeup, dramatic, and as she finishes, she checks to see if both of her icons are in her pocket. You feel both orbs within your pocket. They are with you for now. I also feel for my orb pocket. You feel for your orb pocket and find the orb is in your pocket. Incredible. When you're finally ready and all of the contestants have finished their pre-show routines, Krotos begins the countdown and you and the rest of your competitors head to the far end of the room where the tall archway bearing the symbol of the Nine Muses begins to glow that warm topaz orange. The doorway, a black void, warbles and swirls as each one of you one by one enters the darkness and suddenly find yourselves walking out onto the main stage. The cheers of the audience across the multiverse filling your ears. Sparkling lights begin to trace the floor, seats, and stage. A deep, rich orange light that flickers through the ornamental stone reminiscent of vases formed from Hellenistic artisans centuries ago. Stone shifts and nine pillars rise from the main stage, standing atop each of them a woman dressed in elegant white robes, each toga bespoke in style to represent them, their personality, and their domain. The crowd remains enraptured by their beauty and stature until they all strike a pose and the music begins to play, the crowd roaring with approval and excitement. Stairs rise up to the tops of each column, allowing the muses to gracefully make their way down, each striking out in their own way. Talia telling a joke to the audience who bursts out laughing, Tripsikori doing an elegant dance, each flexing their domain. As they all continue to dance, vogue, and interact with the crowd, Calliope steps to the front, the crowd roaring once more as she smiles and waves. Ladies and gentle thems, boys and girls, welcome to Muse Makers, where we, the muses, decide what's amusing and what's confusing. To see who's a joke and who is a tragedy. So whether you can carry a tune or dance to the beat, well-practiced, or a complete amateur. All touched by art can compete, but only one will go down in history. So without further ado, let's introduce our contestants, shall we? One by one, spotlights illuminate each one of the remaining contestants. Paolo, Akonia, Arachne, Cameron, Hob, Bo, and the two of you, what pose are you guys hitting this time? I think Dito is just focused, not even thinking about the cameras on him, just checking out the other competition. You smolder. Yeah, so I smolder. <laughs> and so as you do, you do clock a number of people in the audience who are like, kind of like cheering and, and gasping and awe. My fans? Yeah, fans. It seems like a few fans of yours have begun to emerge from the masses that watch the show. Cora, what about you? Cora starts to pirouette and does it a few times before striking like a ballet pose, a very elegant arm in the air poised. The audience roars in approval at you as well, and you can't help to notice that there are a few chanting your name too. And as you let this wash over you, Calliope's voice quiets them all. Welcome back, bards. How's life in the manor? Talia cuts in. Yeah, things a bit more lively now that Downer Diego is out. And the crowd laughs a little bit. And Paolo adds, I think we can all agree the mood is lighter. Cora notices that uh, Talia just used the same language that Paolo used earlier in the day, Downer Diego. 
let's just say the competition doesn't stop after the challenges. Ooh, a number of voices kind of echo throughout the crowd. Ooh, we love a little sass. Talia laughs at and Calliope collects everyone's attention. All right, everyone, all right. Last time, Utropi asked you to create a melody that speaks to your bravery in the face of adversity. Today, well, sisters, who would like to go next? You begin to hear the sound of tap shoes <laughs> clickety-clacking against the dark stone as Terpsichore rises from her seat, the audience beginning to clap and cheer as her moves get more and more outlandish. Her body is like water, strong and fluid, hypnotizing as movement moves through it. Effortlessly, she uses a time step to leap up onto the muse's table, spinning and continuing to tap before striking a powerful pose, the crowd roaring as Talia tries to speak over them. Oh, Terpsy, did you want to go? Is it your turn? <laughs> oh, okay. You see Terpsichore still in this, like, very, um... Fossy moment. Yeah, a fossy moment. You see, she goes, Now that Euterpe has set the beat, I'd like to see how our contestants dance to it. And Calliope gives a small nod. Continue, sister. As Terpsichore goes, a five, six, seven, eight, and suddenly the ground rumbles and cracks from underneath you as you shoot into the sky, these massive pillars propelling you through the clouds, past this theater, far, far, far up until you are almost at the edge of the atmosphere. Oh my god. What the hell? <laughs> You, it, it is oh so strong that oh all of God. you are forced down. We're going to die. You are p p flattened against the pillar, just the force of it throwing you into the sky. <laughs> the coral lays flat and is like, oh, God, this is the end. You see Arachne's spider legs like wiggling wildly <laughs> in the wind. <laughs> Her little baby's just flying off everywhere. Hob is, is fully his face. Goblin, mm -hmm. His goblin head is kind of like football shaped, if that makes sense. Like it's a it's a big that head for sense. his small body. It's fully like G-force pulled back, flattened. It seems far more elastic than it should. <laughs> and the clown makeup. <laughs> the clown makeup, scared. it's very terrifying. <laughs> Finally, they begin to slow and settle amongst these vast puffy clouds. The sky is a deeper blue and as you look you can actually see the horizon where the gradient transition between day and night between the planet below and the atmosphere above. You are just at the edge of where it is possible to even be breathing though you breathe with ease magic allowing you to exist in such a strange area. Puffy white cumulonimbulus clouds float through the sky peacefully, some small, some large, and varying degrees of densities. And as you look, you see that one column has risen above all of yours amongst these clouds, Terpsichore standing at the top. She looks down to you all, smiling as she holds her pose, and then bows the audience's cheers far in the distance now. She looks to you all, ember eyes glittering, and though she is far, her voice booms so that you can hear every word of this challenge's poem. I am Terpsichore. Dance is my domain. The body and its movement are the focus of my game. This test is not trickery, though after you'll be sick of me, for those of you without connection will find yourselves to blame. You suddenly hear... The screech of some sort of large avian creature pierce through the sky, causing you all to clap your hands over your ears to block the intense noise. You squint up and through and see a silhouette 
far in the distance, bird-like, growing larger and larger, its black sort of image against the sun far in the distance. The body is your route to the material world. Your ability to create, though in the mind, is made real through your physical presence. Regardless of whether your work requires it, you exist, and thus your body and the processes needed to keep it material are key to that work. Trust it and respect it, and you will rise to new heights. Doubt it, and the survival of you and your art is impossible. To succeed in my challenge, trust your body, acknowledge its skills, and survive. The last person who remains on a column after one minute will be the victor of today's challenge. You may leave your column, but if you are not back there when the minute ends, you will be eliminated. The avian silhouette is now close enough that you see the wingspan is that of an airplane. Its red and orange feathered body finally coming into full view, you see it is alight with flame. This furious phoenix races down from the clouds above, scanning for prey before clocking you all with a gleeful scream. I need you all to roll initiative. Cora clocks Bo and kind of tries to get his attention. Bo looks to you, gives you a nod. Like, let's work together on this one. Eight for my initiative. Eight, all right. 16 on my initiative. 16, okay. Cora knows Bo is an incredible dancer. So (laughs) the way we're going to dodge this massive fiery bird. Okay, Cora. You are actually up first. I am so grateful. You guys have had crazy good initiative for these for, for these four nuts. challenges. Cora, as you're standing there on your column, the sound of this bird screeching, you slow your mind down, take a look at your surroundings. You've already signaled to Bo, but why don't you give me a perception check while you're up here? Mm. That will be a natural one. You don't know how you could possibly leave your column. She had mentioned that it's okay if you leave your column, but you just have to return to it by the end of the minute. That is an insane suggestion to you. Where could you possibly go? I'm going to cast Enhance Ability on myself. Ooh. And I will give myself... Cat's Grace. The target has advantage on dexterity checks. It also doesn't take damage from falling 20 feet or less if it's incapacitated. You begin to play on your lyre as this music is fast and energetic. You feel your body begin to respond to that. That is your action. What would you like to do with your bonus action and or uh, movement? Hey, Bo, if there's any way we can work together on this one, Maybe we can dance on these clouds or use them? I I don't know, but something tells me that we can step on them. Bo looks to you like you are absolutely mad because, well, I'm, when it comes to the end of the minute, we'll see how that goes, but I won't stand in your way. And then I give him bardic inspiration. Okay, you give him bardic inspiration. That is your turn. It is now the Phoenix's turn. The Phoenix is going to use a full dash to close the distance. You watch as this massive bird, again, the size of an airplane, kind of flies in. Looks like it's going to try and rake through you guys, but isn't close enough yet to attack. That is its turn. Dito, it is now your turn. I will cast mage armor on myself my ac goes from 14 to 16 because it goes to 13 plus my dexterity modifier my dexterity modifier is plus three so that's my action 
because I would like that's, to... Oh, shit. That's like your a literal mechanical version of your transformation sequence. Yes. Like... I think that I'm in like a mesh white sort of dancer's outfit, kind of matching the clouds, like very like wispy fabric that keeps me really light so I can move. And I'm barefoot. And I look like Troy Sivan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that Troy Sivan? Is he competing this season? You see Paulo calls out. The audience down on earth is like ooing and eyeing at this Troy Sivan guy. <laughs> this is Somewhere Troy Sivan's watching there. this and goes, am I on this show this season? <laughs> <laughs> and I would also like to try just doing a little um, jump up. Does gravity feel, I just like kick up a little bit off the column. Does gravity feel different here? Do I feel like I could like swim through the air? Gravity does feel different here. Your jump distance is doubled while you are this far above the planet. And I'll also say that with, you know, you jump kind of a little bit and feel that lightness. Give me a perception check. Nat one, actually. Oh, the no. two of you have rolled nat ones. You, like Cora, kind of are like, where the hell am I supposed to go? It's good to feel that you can jump, but maybe that just means you could jump to each other's columns. Well, who is next to me? Um, You are next to Cora, and you are not far from Bo. I'll join Bo on his column. I uh, leap towards Bo and then grab onto him and steady myself using his hulking figure so that I'm standing next to him on his column. Oh, oh you're approaching me. That is your no, turn. No, no. <laughs> Just joining you. <laughs> Just passing through, actually. Ooh, also, I'd like to say that I bonus action Hexblade cursed the Phoenix. Ooh. Oh, excellent. You f- focus your energy. You hear penis in your ear. Now that is the subject of great art. That is your turn. Um, It is now the contestants' turns. Um, You watch as Arachne's eyes turn towards Paolo. You begin to watch as she, in a similar manner as before, begins to swirl up spiderweb and shoots it towards him in web person, aka hold person. That is a natural 14 for his wisdom save, plus his bonus, he is going to pass. The webs again wrap around him and he goes, this trick again? Arachne, come on, you must switch up your style. Try a new medium. Rips out of the webs. With that, she is going to use her jump distance to jump um, towards his column and land there. The two begin to, he like catches her hand, which you see is now wielding that like webbed rapier that she had created before. See, she's trying to attack him. You've been playing for far too long, Paulo. It's time for you to be eliminated. That is her turn. Moving down the order, it is now Bo's turn. Bo looks to you um, and you said you're not a threat to him. And he goes, I'll spare you for now, so long as you don't judge me. And you watch as he strikes this beautiful arabesque pose. He looks around, he is going to clock Hob. No offense, little buddy. Um, And you watch as he leaps forward, this beautiful pirouette. That was gonna be my move too, because he's the easiest to knock off. How goes that? And (laughs) as he lands, um, you watch as Bo is going to roll an opposed athletics check and attempt to just throw Hob off of the column. Wait, 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 wait! It's a natural two, so he has a five. Now it's Hob's turn. Wow. 
with a natural 11 bow lands and he's just so big that even though this is a very small column you watch as hob goes i thought we were friends and like slides under bow's legs and grabs onto his back um and climbs up and the two are kind of wrestling on top of this column that is bow's turn and funny enough that's now hob's turn hob grabs bow and whispers in his ear the only thing funnier than a joke Hav can tell is your performance so far in this competition. And that is going to be Tasha's hideous laughter. Whoa, Hob is brutal. Natural 11 on his save plus Bo's bonus. That is only a 14. You watch as Bo goes, that's incredibly mean. Why would you, why would you say such a thing? Well, that hurts my feelings so deeply. <laughs> and you see he kind of falls to the ground as Hob is on his back cackling. That is his turn. Um, I'll also say that Bo is going to use his bonus action to give you, Cora, Bardic Inspiration. <gasps> it is now going to be Cameron's turn. Cameron looks to you, Cora, and goes, smile. Give me a constitution saving throw. God. Dude, don't tell women to smile. People always look better when they smile. Fucker. Um, oh, but I have a, a con save, not a dexterity con save. save. Con sa- it's a con save, but you have um, a bardic if you need it. Oh, yeah, that's right. From Bo. Um, yes, I'm going to use that. Is it another D8? Yes, it is a D8. Oh, that sucks. That so sucks. Um, I rolled a six. I have one constitution and I just rolled a one. So it's an eight. You are stunned. <laughs> that really sucks. That is Cameron's turn. He is going to use his movement to leap over to your column. Um, have to roll an acrobatics check because it's a little bit of a distance. Natural 12 plus his bonus. He lands before you and goes, sorry, sweetheart. Uh, and on his next turn, he, he looks like he's moving to try and throw you off. That is now going to be Iconia's turn. She is going to look at Arachne and goes, no, get away from him. Um, and is gonna cast Confusion again on her, just doing these insane whistle tone riffs. But unfortunately, it's also gonna hit Paula with this because it's a, um, an area. Natural six for Arachne, you see she, <sighs> everyone's, Mocking me for using the same tricks, but you're more of a one-trick pony than I. And that is a natural 10 plus Paolo's bonus. He is going to save, just barely. He looks to Arachne and goes, hey, <laughs> watch with that one, huh? And then he turns to Arachne on his turn, and he is going to bamf out his wings and grab her. Make an athletics check. Natural 17 for him, natural 13 for her. His bonus puts him way above her. You watch as her spidery arms are grabbed, her mandibles chitter with confusion as this spell is hitting her mind with psychic waves. He grabs and takes off into the air. That is the contestants' turns. That is everyone has gone. We are back to the top of the round. Cora, it's the end of your turn. You can roll a constitution saving throw to get out of stun. It's a 10. Your body is sore. The lactic acid in your muscles is aching through you. I mean, you practiced a lot today, and now your body is paying for it. 
that is going to be your turn. It is now the Phoenix's turn. I'm going to roll a d20. Whoever it is closest in initiative to will be the victim of it. That is a six, Dido. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> As you um, like turn from Bo, you look up and see this flaming bird <laughs> okay. just like, coming towards you. It is going to make two attacks on you. I'm doing little dances to avoid it. <laughs> That's it. Keep up the beat. Tripsickery calls down from her column. First attack, natural 17. Second attack, natural one. So you're able to dodge one attack, but 28 damage. Okay. Lands on you, nearly knocking you off the pillar and pecks into your shoulder. There is a gush of blood as in um, half of that damage is fire damage. As you see immediately, the wound is cauterized. So you manage to kind of roll out from under it, but hang onto your column um, as it begins to flap its wings and pull up out of the area, turning its attention around. You can make an opportunity attack if you want, but you don't have to. Yes, I will make an opportunity attack with Penjamin. Mm. Mm. Penis felt more natural in your mouth. That's a nine. Horrible, and you go to jail. <laughs> nine. Um, I think that Penis saying that really, really throws you off as you swing out and unfortunately miss. Did you say Penis sounds more natural in my mouth? You, you have to know what you're doing. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't understand the reference you're trying to insinuate here. That is going to be the Phoenix's turn. Dito, it is actually now your turn. Status, you see that Arachne is being pulled up by Paulo. You see that Cameron has stunned Cora and is looking to throw her off. Hob and Bo are locked into combat and Akonia seems to be trying to assist Paulo. Wonderful. It's repelling blast time. I'm going to try and Eldritch blast Cameron off of his column because I can push someone 10 feet. And so where he's looming above Cora, I'd like to just like shoot him over her body. Holy shit. That is a 12, which I'm guessing doesn't hit. A 12 does not hit. So I will, because I don't want Cora to get knocked off of the platform, I'll right away use my favored by the gods. Once per short rest, I can roll 2d4 and add it to the total. Come on, big money. Aha, 19. That is going to hit. Nice. Holy shit. What does this look like? I think that like one of the wispy white fabric sleeves from my dancer's uniform uh, like whips out and pierces him and he goes flying back through the air 10 feet and he'll also take a d10 of damage. Okay, he he takes one damage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he just gets the the air knocked out of him, um, but is launched from your column, Cora. Thank God. He looks around. I'm going to have him roll a perception check. That's a natural eight plus four. That's only a 12. He is unable to hit the DC 15 to see what would maybe help him in this scenario. And you watch as Cameron. No! falls away. Farewell. You have eliminated Cameron. And I will also (gasps) give Cora 
a bardic inspiration. Oh, thank you so much. Whoa. Thank you, thank you. It is a D6, my love. Lovely. Thank you. Take it gladly. I'll keep chasing Bo and Hob. I'll hop over to their column with them. Well, you see them brawling, you join them. Hello, friend. <laughs> Please help me. I'm following the chaos. You know, Hob goes, No, Hob is Hob and Dito are friends. You help me. We're all friends here. You have to choose. <laughs> we are now on to the other contestants. Arachne still wrapped up in Apollo's arms as he hurdles upwards. She begins to weave and weave and try and wrap him once again. That is only a nine, but plus his bonus. You watch as the web keeps wrapping around him quicker and quicker. She weaves and weaves and weaves, but he just laughs as his wings flare out again. Oh, come now, Arachne. Slams her. Who is this guy? I think stunned, paralyzed. 26 damage, she is looking hurt. As she (coughs) slams into it, you see there's a burst of this greenish blood. One of her legs snaps, and then he's going to use his second attack to try and grapple and just throw her down off of the column. Hello? She's gonna use a pose athletics check. She rolled a 17. Wow, oh my God, in an unheard of display. Paula rolls a natural three. You watch as he grabs her and tries to throw her, but she has so much sticky web and her legs are naturally adhesive. She clings to him, blood pouring from her mouth. You're not getting rid of me yet. That is his turn. That is her turn. It is now Bo and Hob. Bo is incapacitated. He's going to use his turn to make the wisdom save. Only a 14, which won't save, but he's going to use the bardic that you gave him, Cora, which automatically going to beat the DC. You watch as he <laughs> kicks up nimbly. <sighs> I tried to be nice to you, Hob, but I'm sorry, buddy. That is his turn, though. It is now Hob's turn. Hob uh, goes, um, well, listen, listen. Dito is also here. <laughs> no. Sir. Listen, Dito. Hob means nothing personal by this. And Hob is going to turn and lunge to you. And as he hits you, he's going to cast Dissonant Whispers. I need you to give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Oh, Hobby Hob. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. You succeed. You're only going to take half damage. As you suddenly feel just whispers of jokes that you've heard and inappropriate Penis, words. Just like, is that you? <laughs> Stop whispering. No, no, it's. No, that's not me. Get these voices out of here. Oh, <laughs> 19 damage, halved to nine damage. I'm looking rough. Just let Hob win this one. I can't let you do that, Hob. It would be (laughs) so embarrassing. (laughs) Cameron is out. It is now Akonia's turn. She's concentrating on confusion. Um, Oh, I just realized that technically Arachne had to roll on her turn. Let me just quickly do that. She rolled a three. Uh Uh-oh. Two to six, the creature does not move or take actions this turn. So, you know, ultimately it doesn't matter because she tried to cast something and it failed. So she is still clinging to Paulo, but her head is racked with psychic damage um, as um, Akonia looks to you, Cora. Get out of here. Don't talk to me or even look at me. It was fun to collab, but I think I'm going to have to end this partnership. Okay. Looks to you and goes, 
and starts doing like whistle tones um, and is going to cast Shatter on you. Give me a constitution saving throw. 14. That's with my bardic. 14, unfortunately, fails. You are just going to take full damage. Noah's bullying me, so mm-hmm. I should be here. That's... Yeah, the hate. The hate. <laughs> Sorry, that's just 10 damage. That is top of the round. Cora is back to you. Give me a constitution saving throw. Nat 20, nat 20, nat 20. That's going to be a 10. You remain stunned. Sucks. That is your turn. It is now the Phoenix's turn. The Phoenix is going to roll. Some unfortunate news for you, Dito. <laughs> the Phoenix again rolled a oh. <laughs> nine, which is closest to your initiative. It <laughs> seems to be really, really targeting you. Do you hate birds or something? Uh, <laughs> I guess once a pigeon shit on me. <laughs> it's 24 to hit. That's, um, that's 24 damage. I'm down. You <gasps> are picked up by the talons of this creature and raised into the air as it begins to carry you high on its next turn. We will see what happens to Dito Khmer. Its first attack knocked me right away to half. (laughs) I almost wanted to be like, Noah, you could probably stop counting now. I didn't yeah. want to be like, should I just not even add it? But I, I, I had a feeling you, with your Are last you reaction, 16? you were like, stop. <laughs> that is its turn. It is now, Dito, your turn. Give me a death saving throw. Nat 20. <gasps> Fuck yeah, you, pop up, bitch. You feel the whisper of penis in your ear. Your performance isn't over yet. And you <gasps> gasp at one hit point. You are in the talons of this phoenix. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. That, ah, <laughs> that is. Ah. Oh, cool! I'm alive. Back to the other contestants' turns. You watch as Arachne um, is going to try and save from this spell. She failed her last save. She's going to try again. That is a 14, which fails. She is still confused. Top of her turn, she rolls. And that's a four. She can't do anything as Paulo grabs her and is going to throw her off. Sorry, Iraq. Natural 15 for Paulo. Natural five for her. You watch as he holds her and goes, this story's over, Arachne. And lets her go. And you watch as her spider body tumbles through the clouds out of sight. Her spider body with her wriggling broken legs. And you watch her arachnid body fall through the clouds. Does that sound better, everyone? Do we like arachnid? No, we like spider body. We were making fun of you. We love spider body, actually. (laughs) Can you Mm. redub that in? That's like the look of the summer. Spider body. He is then going to use his next attack. You watch as he takes out a pick and he just flings it towards Hob. It's a natural 16 plus his bonus. He hits Hob, and you watch as this pick strikes Hob in the back. He's like, and you see a burst of blood. It bursts through his chest. The amount of force he threw it with is far beyond what you could have comprehended. That is his turn. Um, Hob takes 29 damage. Hob is looking hurt. As he his blood splatters on the ground before him, Bo goes, Oh my goodness, are you okay? What do you care? And turns and um, is going to try and cast Tasha's hideous laughter on him again. This is all your fault. 
Natural 19 on his wisdom save. Bo goes, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to disagree. And does a little pirouette and kicks him um, and sends him flying. This <laughs> is becoming violent and unhinged. I love it. Uh, that's a s- seven on the athletics check for um, Hob and an, an 11 for Bo. You watch as Hob. Falls. Oh, and his clown makeup. Hob looks like a fool! But you love that about you. That is going to be... Iconia is still concentrating on confusion, but she drops confusion, horrified by Apollo. She looks to you, Dito, in the Phoenix's talons. Oh my god, are you okay? No! Uh, yeah, let's see if we can make you feel better. Um, and it's going to use a fourth level healing word on you. Oh, I can't. Fourth level? You get 14 HP back. I'll remember this. I wank limp in the talons of a rock. <laughs> she blushes and then is going to use her action to dash, leaping towards you, Cora. She arrives at your column. Back at the top of the round, Cora, it is your turn. Go ahead and roll that constitution saving throw. Does a 13 get me out of the stun? A 13 does not get okay, you out I'm of the stun. Okay, I'm going to use one of my icons. Okay, so I decide that I will use the first icon that I found, which is essentially important. You give yourself a give natural 20. Give yourself a nat 20. Okay, great. You Woo-hoo! are out of stun. Yes. Amazing. So now that Iconia is on the pillar with me, I'm out of stun. I cast a third level thunder wave to push her off. Um, 17, con okay. save. She rolled a 19. So 4d8 divided by 2. Cora comes out of her stunned condition and she growls as she takes a battle stance and blasts this thunder wave, trying to push Iconia off. Hitting a power core, this thunderous wave of energy hits her and she holds her ground but is still hit by these destructive waves. It's 22, so 11 damage. 11 damage. Akonia's looking hurt. Get away from me. Jeez, don't be weird. (laughs) Don't be weird. I'm just trying to win. That is your turn, Corey. It is now the Phoenix's turn. It has you in its claws. Cool. (laughs) Uh, It is going to drop you. Okay. First, give me a perception check. My perception is a 10. You are tumbling down as it goes, it just lets you go. You begin to feel yourself falling and falling. You know that you are not near one of the pillars. It has purposefully dragged you off a little bit. Um, But as you fall, it's your turn if you have anything you'd like to do. I will just blindly misty step to wherever I hear Bo. As you begin to tumble past one of the columns, Penis goes, no, 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 time for a disappearing act. And you disappear and reappear on the column where Bo and Hob once were fighting. Shall we dance? Hello again. Okay, that was my bonus action. (laughs) Then I shall jump to Iconia and Cora's column. And uh, hope that Bo won't take a swing on me because thus far I haven't been fucking with him. But I will try to cast Gust on Iconia. Bo is indeed going to make an opportunity attack on you. <laughs> Bo, what? I'm sorry. It's This is my challenge to lose, it seems. I'm doing quite well. But is only going to roll an 11. So swings out at you, but is unfortunately going to miss. I leap deftly 
over to Aconia and ha, push a little gust of wind out of my hands. And she has to succeed on a DC 15 strength saving throw. That's a natural 11. She does not add enough to beat your save. Oh my gosh. You land. She goes, oh, Dito. <gasps> it's just <laughs> gusted <laughs> off of the column. She gets to make a dex. Well, first I'll have her roll a perception check. Perception this is big. This is big for the alliance. That's a natural two on her perception check. She goes, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. I'm really sorry. There's so few people left. She tumbles. She is gone. Konya is no longer in the battle. Oh my gosh. It is what Cora, it is. Cora, you are below Dito uh, as you kind of struggle to your feet. I turn to Cora and hold a hand out. Whoa. Thank you. I grab Dito's hand. And that is going to be your turn, Dito. It is now the rest of the contestants. So many people are not here anymore. This makes it a lot easier for <laughs> When's me. When's the minute over? You watch as Paolo turns to Bo and goes, let's dance. And you watch as Bo takes a ready stance and in a burst of light and heat, you watch as Paolo takes off towards Bo and tries to just form tackle him. We're gonna make a strength check. That's a 19 for Paolo. Let's see if Bo can beat that. He's a very muscled individual, but he's more dexterous than he is strong. He takes a readied stance, but with a 16, you watch as Paolo grabs him and takes off into the air. He, not unlike the Phoenix, just this flare of light and elegance. Eloquence. Grabs Bo, and the two are kind of like muscled with eloquence. I'm so eloquent. Uh, And you watch as Paolo grabbing him is going to do a similar move to what he did to Arachne. Just begins to try and pile drive Bo. What is with this dude pile driving? This isn't a wrestling competition. It's supposed to be dancing. He does a beautiful spin with Bo on the way down. (laughs) Okay, well. That is only going to be 12 damage to Bo. So the two slam on the column. Um, Bo still grips him. This is my challenge, Paolo. You've had your time. That is Bo's turn. Bo takes his feet and is going to try and kick in to Paolo and try and kick him off. That's an 18 for Bo, but that is a 23 for Paolo. The two are just wrestling each other on top of this column. I want to, like, kind of soccer mom Dito in a bit. Like, just be like, I don't want this to affect you, like, behind me a little bit and i want to cast uh dissonant whispers on paulo at a um third level he's gonna roll a wisdom save what's your dc again 17 he is gonna pass so he's gonna take half damage 22 again half to 11 he uh, snarls in pain and looks to you as these whispers fill his mind you plucking these this horrifying melody upon your lyre <laughs> your next, Cora. That is your action. If you have anything you want to do with your bonus action, uh, bonus action, give um, Dito Bardic Inspiration. Ah, thank you, Cora. No problem. I um, wish that I could heal you. Um, <gasps> That's okay. I'll be all right. We're almost done with this. That is now going to be the Phoenix's turn. Rolled a two. You watch as it. Turns its attention from you, Dito, to Paolo. Thank God. Closest in initiative with the Nat 1. Just ah, swirls toward him. He goes, 
What? <laughs> this thing's gonna attack him. 27 to hit. That is going to hit. <laughs> and is struck by this bird that pecks into his chest. There's a surge of blood. Give me perception checks. Mm-hmm. Do I have to do any kind of um, concentration? Core, just give me a con save for that damage you took. DC 10. That one, so I don't have any more. Cat's Grace fades. Okay, and now here's my perception. Mm -hmm. Amazing. That's a 19 on the die, which means it is a 23. 16 for me. Dito, you don't see this because the bird obscures much of your view. But as you watch it swarm into this combat, you see that there is a sparkle. What the fuck was that? This thing rolls a natural one on its talon attack, trying to pull him off of Bo. You see um, Paolo just knocks its talons away. That is its turn. It is now Dito's turn. I would like to, once again, standing over Korra, helping her to her feet, send two Eldritch Blasts, because I get two, out at both Paolo and Bo. That's a 12 plus 7. That's a 19 for Paolo. That is not going to hit Paula. Bitch. Unacceptable. Fine. Ooh, and on bow, that's an 11. Oh, you have your bardic. Oh, yes, I do have a bardic. I rolled a seven on my bardic. Holy shit. Yep, that plus your original roll. That's an 18. That definitely hits. Bo is only wearing a sort of like leotard, sort of toned down, almost leather armor. So he is no longer wearing his plate mail, which means he is more dexterous, but it also means his AC is lower. This blow knocks him out of Paulo's arms, out from underneath the phoenix. You watch as he flails out as he flies into the air. I'll have him make a perception check. Oh my God, guys, I cannot. None of, none of, nobody's, I did not, this is not a crazy DC. That is a 13. You watch as Bo, no, no, falls from the column. Sorry, Bo. No, they didn't get to see him dance. Now it is just the two of you and Paolo. Thanks, Dito. I'll save you for last. And he turns his attention to you. There's only so many more people left. Oh, and you know what, Noah? I would like to bonus action healing word myself. Five hit points for myself. Top of the round. Cora, it is your turn. For my next turn, um, I'm going to try again to dissonant whispers Paulo. I just want him to go a little crazy. Okay, he rolls a wisdom save? Yes. That is a natural 16 plus his bonus. He is going to save, take oh half God. damage. It's only eight damage. Okay. He uh, goes, God, you are such a headache. That's the idea. Dito, did you use your bardic last time? I can't remember. Yes. I give you another bardic. I grip your hand tighter and it's like scarily strong. Wow. That is going to be your turn. It is now the phoenix. Yeah, we haven't really been trying to take out the bird ah, for the some bird, reason. The bird, like, gestures with its wings, like, why is everyone ignoring me? Um, <laughs> and is going to roll, rolls a three. That is again fucking Paolo. Yes. Paolo stands, his wings, he begins to kind of float and goes... It's been fun, you two, but I think it's time to end this <laughs> as this bird <laughs> swarms him um, with a natural 11. That's a 24 to hit Paolo, which does hit. Next mm -hmm. attack, that's a 22. That 
also hits. Two attacks on Paulo take him out. First one, this talent oh, strikes into his neck. You see this like pulse that he kind of shields as he is grasped in the talons of this creature um, and it leaps into the air. That is its turn and he is grappled by the phoenix and is being raised into the air. This struggle of wings, just the two of them a flurry of motion. That is uh, the phoenix's turn. It is now Dito's turn. Love this for us, Cora. <laughs> Cora and I are just standing. <laughs> Watching them hands. fly to the air. Looking up. Cool. <laughs> Oh my god, I, ho I hope somebody paints this like two people on a column above Earth, just gripping hands, watching a phoenix and this crazy person. Like this person. angelic, like Herculean being just fighting this flaming bird as the two of you guys are like, holy, holy shit. shit. <laughs> I will use a third level spell slot to cast sleep on Paolo as he goes flying past me so that he'll hopefully fall asleep in the rock's arms. Since it is a third level spell slot, it's going to be 98. Okay. 44 hit points. You, with a twirl of penis, send out this sparkling sort of fairy dust, Sandman sand, and you watch as Paolo goes, Nice try, Dito. That is your action. You have a bonus action if there's anything else you want to do. No bonus action for Dito. Okay. Dito, that is your turn. Paulo is wrapped with this terrifying phoenix. He pulls out a flute and begins to play wildly. Burst of flame. But this phoenix has to roll a dexterity saving throw. 23, which passes the save, so it's only gonna take half damage. You watch as there's this burst of light and heat, and actually this phoenix doesn't take the fire damage, but takes the radiant damage, as there's an explosion, but that keeps on maintaining hold on him. <laughs> Furious now, it has acquired its target. That is going to be top of the round, Korra. I'm squeezing Dito's hand tightly. I... I'm staring at Paulo and thinking about how this fucking guy is something else. How has every attack missed? How is he just whipping people off and throwing them down? You can't decide who stays or goes. And as she's thinking these thoughts and thoughts are racing through her mind, she's getting more and more angry, more and more unhinged. And she has this ability called Necrotic Shroud. It lasts for a minute. It is my action and I can transform, causing all within a 10-foot radius to be frightened of me. My eyes turn jet black from their normal golden orange color, and I gnash my teeth. These horrid black skeletal wings burst from your back. This dark energy, the light seems to dim near you, Cora, and you feel this deep connection to the lives of those who came before you. As my wings sort of eject from my back very menacingly, I pull out from my bag that my mother gave me my sickle. And I think at this point, Dito would probably have to make a charisma saving throw to not be scared of me. <laughs> I'm feeling this fear of Cora, but also remembering the warmth of her hand and mine. but my hand grows cold and I roll a nap one. 
you let go of Korra's hand and turn. This visage, this nightmarish angel now standing next to you, you stumble back and nearly lose your balance off the top of this column. Korra? I completely ignored Dito. You can't do this. Give me an insight check. 24. As you look Paulo in the eyes, the nightmarish black voids that are your eyes staring into his, you see fear. And in that moment of distraction, the phoenix grabs him and flies 120 feet down, lower than the columns, far, far below. He is a distance away at this point. And you watch that on Paulo's turn, he looks at you both and points at your column. And there is a <laughs> explosion as it erupts beneath your column. I need you both to roll dexterity saving throws. Piece of shit. Ooh, nat 20. Fuck yeah. 15. Both of you give me perception checks. Oh my god. Another natural 20. Oh, it's another nat 20. What the hell? Oh my god, this dice was rolling like shit earlier, and I was like, let's fucking go. 11 for me. Didn't you just give me a bardic, Cora? Yeah. I had rolled an 11, correct? I rolled a 6, so that's a 17 with Cora's bardic. You, as you are launched from this column, you fail the deck save, but notice that these clouds, some of the thicker ones, are solid. And you realize that this entire time you could have been leaping on these clouds, but no one was rolling above a 15 on a perception check. That's oh on God. me. That's on me as the DM. You, you can't win them all with your DCs. Cora, with a nat 20, you are launched forward and land on another one of the columns and with a nat 20 also clock this about the clouds and see that Dito is flying far out of reach. I use my reaction to cast Featherfall on Dito. Dito, as you are flying out of range, you suddenly feel like a gust of sort of heavenly guidance underneath you and you start to fall slower. Oh, I thought we were doomed. I'm going to say that even though you technically failed the deck save, to not fall off of this, you, with the feather fall, have a little bit more mobility before your turn ends next time. Back to the top, it is Cora's turn. I will use my action to inspect this second icon. You take a look, go ahead, you can roll with advantage on an arcana check. It's only a nine. You just know it has great power. Okay. Now it is going to be this Phoenix's turn. The Phoenix is smart enough to know that it can't really drop him and have it be useful. So it's just going to keep trying to like attack him. Um, it's going to roll two attacks. That is only, that's a natural three. So that's a 16, which doesn't hit. And then that's a natural 14, which is a 27, which does hit. So still grasping talents on him. There's a flurry of um, angelic feathers being torn out and burning feathers, scorching Paulo as he grasps onto this. That is the Phoenix's turn. Dito, it is your turn. At this point, give me another deck save as you begin. To, you're still falling on your turn. Ah, okay. That is a five on my deck save, but could I use another Misty Step to go onto a cloud? Yes, you can. How about another disappearing act? You disappear and reappear on one of the clouds. 
I suppose that I will just try and shoot down at them, um, getting on my stomach and leaning down over the edge of the cloud. <laughs> I uh, shoot two crackling beams out, uh, hoping that it will just push them even further away from the columns so that it's harder for Paolo to get back up in time before it runs out. Oh, okay. One is a nat 20. Yes. That'll hit. The other one is a 10. You fire these two beams. One of them is kind of deflected by the wing of the phoenix, but the other strikes through his talons and strikes at Apollo, knocking him out of the phoenix's hands. You watch as he spirals out of sight. And he takes 11 damage. Oh my God, you got him. We are back to the top of the round. Cora, it is your turn. You stand, your sickle out, this horrifying aura emanating from you. The only person left is Dito. I turn slowly toward Dito, looking down at the cloud he's on. Cora, it's me. Your pal. <laughs> and my pen, Penis. Haha, <laughs> 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 yes, we're friends, remember. She can't hear me, shit. Also known as Benjamin, he says hi. Cora, still seething with anger, sees Dito and makes no mistake that this is her ally and with a bonus action drops her necrotic shroud. (sighs) My wings suck in, my eyes blink back to their normal self. I look down at my hand and see the sickle in my hand and I start to tremble and I put it in my bag. Phew! (laughs) And I have all this like very horrible feeling energy inside of me and I think that I need to get it out in some way and I think I just start to dance and I start pirouetting and spinning and spinning and spinning and sort of doing the dance that I had done a hundred times in the practice room because I am alone and I can and I feel safe And that is where I feel my best. And once I strike my final pose, I take a breath and I sit down. Give me a performance check. That's only a six, but I add 13. So that's a 19. You finish. It wasn't perfect, but it didn't need to be. You hit this pose. Dito, as we get to your turn, you notice your cloud is drifting further and further away from the columns. It is your turn. As I see Cora's light and warmth come back to her eyes and then see her let out this magnificent dance, after she finishes, I clap a few times and calling out as the cloud drifts away I say that was amazing you truly truly deserve this win Cora and I will let myself fall off the cloud and leave the spotlight of the challenge to Cora you let yourself go falling through the clouds faster and faster as you hear the sounds of victorious 
music begin to blast. Clouds flying by. You hear penis in your ear. That was incredibly noble of you. Every artist knows when to share the stage. You fall faster and faster and faster, and then... Everyone finds themselves again standing on the main stage. The roar of the crowd deafening as Cora stands victorious. The crowd cheering your name, Cora. Cora, Cora, Cora. An incredible feeling of success and acceptance washes over you as you take in the well-deserved applause and Terpsichore her column finally descends and she taps off and lands back on the table. Talia goes, are you going to sit down or... And Tripsikri waves her off. Everyone here showed that they truly believed in themselves and their bodies. But one of you was stronger and more in their body for this performance than anyone else. Cora Lacrima, you are the winner of today's challenge. The crowd roars as Terpsichore scans the rest of the failed contestants and her eyes settle on Cameron. Cameron looks to her and goes, if you send me home, I'm going to tell. And before he can say anything, a hook wraps around his neck and yanks him into void and he is gone. Calliope speaks before anyone can react. Congratulations, contestants! You have proven yourself worthy of moving one step closer to the glory of our gift. Today, you have amused the muses. The crowd roars once more, and the narrator's voice fills the room. Will the bard's love of their craft shine through, or will they find themselves heartbroken? Find out next time on Newsmakers. And that's where we'll end our episode today. Oh my god. Wow. Juicy Yikes. sesh. Juicy, Juicy sesh. Juicy sesh. Sign up for the Patreon to hear what's us talk about it. And speaking of, thank you so much for listening. Special thanks to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become one and hear us talk all about what just fucking happened on this show, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Um, special thanks to all of you for your work today. This was a tough sode, but you pulled through. I'm going to, of course, use my time to plug me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Noah the Infuriator. Uh, anybody else got things to plug? Apologies that I'm so selfish. <laughs> um, I've written the word, the letters ACC indicating Ashley's Conspiracy Corner so many times in my notes today. So I'm going to plug the page along with you. Uh, if you'd like to hear us discuss all of the conspiracies join us on patreon.com slash and i will finally also plug the patreon uh, we always do a bunch of holiday stuff in december we usually do a frost joy episode that comes out there first and in january we typically do a live stream for our anniversary this is our fourth anniversary coming up right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's, so it's a good time of the year to join 
listen to everything that has come out over the last year. You get access to all of our music and there's lots of new music uh, coming up because we've been composing for Muse Makers. So plenty of new stuff to check out there. So thank you again for listening and for witnessing the horrors of Muse Makers. Witness us. Witness us. Until next time, try Try not not to to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons, especially Anita, Any Major Dude, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Colin Ian, Eclair, Alana, Emily, Grace, Hope, Jacob, James, Jeff, Joey, Kate, Katie, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Patrick, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Drew Bailey, Sam Golden, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.